Well, hello there, top teachers. We are your hosts, Bridget Spackman. And Michelle Emerson. And we are here to make your life easier by helping you master your time, organization, and productivity as a teacher. If you are a longtime follower, then you know how much we love talking about habits on this podcast. Why? Well, because habits help us achieve goals and decrease stress. But we've never really chatted about why habits are so hard to stick with. So in this episode, we want to share some of the reasons that you might be having a consistent conundrum. That was that was a tongue twister. I'm proud of you for getting Thank through you. that. I did a great <laughs> job on that one. <laughs> First, let's hear a time-sucking hurdle from Lexi, who says, my TSH is not sticking with a quote-unquote routine long enough to get through the initial bumps and or think something will work better. So I feel like I'm constantly reinventing the wheel. Oh my gosh, Lexi, I feel like I, you and me, we're like spirit animals together. <laughs> Because this is probably one of the things that I struggle with because I'm like, oh, there's like something new and better. I get like the shiny object syndrome thing that goes Mm -hmm. on and it's like, I'm going to move on to this. So it's almost as if you have to do like a little pep talk to yourself. And this is something that just kind of works for me is that I have to tell myself, nope, I need to give it a month. I need to give it one month, just keep sticking with it, keep moving forward. And then after that month, I can say whether it's working for me or it's not working for me, and I could go back to reinventing the wheel. And the reason I started doing this was actually because I wanted a tattoo a long time ago. And one of the things that I read about getting a tattoo is that when you are set on the design, stick with it for six months. Just let it sit and let you let keep thinking about it. So like I was that person that was like drawing it constantly, like on everything. That's like my little scribbles that you would like do on your notes and stuff. So when I was in school, that's what I would scribble. And you would let it sit for you with like six months. And after the six months, if you still wanted it, then you could go and get it. So I feel like this type of pep talk or just like self-talk to yourself is a really great way to keep you from veering off path. Did you get the tattoo? Oh, girl, yeah. Okay. I got I got three of them now. Well, I know you have tattoos. I'm not sure if yeah. you got that tattoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was my first one. It's this one, the one that's gotcha. like on the inside of my wrist. And it's like, um. so for those of y'all that don't know it, I have it on my watch wrist, which was, by the way, a great way for me to hide it from my parents, guys. <laughs> <laughs> they did not know for years, years that I had a tattoo. But it is um an hecho en Mexico like eagle it's like if you were to go and buy like a haritos and then on the inside of the cap it's like an there's like a an eagle bird face and it says echo in mexico it's that icon that i got very nice yeah you know i i don't have any (laughs) tattoos and i've never really felt overly um pushed to get one but billy and i will always play this game of like well what if i got this what would you still be with me and I've always said if I had to get a tattoo, I feel like I would either be like, I would do it on my wrist yeah, or I've seen, there was one, it was a girl that I followed back in like high school, college, and she got just like a word on the inside of like her finger. That's kind of like the cross that I have here. Yeah. And so it's like something that like she would really only see. And I liked that a lot. So if if something ever pulls at me, although I'm kind of scared because 
I, I don't know how to do with like the pain. Oh my gosh, we should go and do it together one day. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's not put that into the universe because <laughs> people will hold us accountable. Um, anyway, so Lexi, this reminded me, you know, Bridget kind of called it that like shiny object syndrome. In my head, I always call it like grasses greener syndrome. And I know for me, I'm okay with like the the bumps at the beginning. I use that as like a challenge where I struggle and what I have to remind myself is like, it's okay to stay bored. Life isn't meant to be, in Bridget's term, a big nanny. <laughs> That's always what she says. <laughs> and so in those times where I've gotten stuck in a routine and it does feel very monotonous and kind of boring, I have to remind myself like, it's okay to stay bored. Like some things in life are just boring but you don't just stop or like change it up because you're bored. Like brushing your teeth every morning. It's not fun. It's boring, but you do it because you have to and because you're an adult. And so like Bridget, I think just having those little reminders for yourself is kind of fun. Yeah. Okay. So listen, guys, we've been going through this like chatty kick this month, but it's because we recognize that sometimes like talking things out can lead to like really great ideas and fun chats. So we are going to chat some more about (laughs) three different areas or rather, I guess I could word it as three reasons that consistency Mm -hmm. is a struggle for us. Don't worry, we're not just telling you the struggle that you already know. We're going to give you some examples along the way, both for teaching and for your personal life. And then we will each share kind of our best like hack or piece of advice for overcoming that specific hurdle. Okay, so here's the thing that we have to remember. We struggle to really reset after our routine gets thrown off. Okay, this is like the first piece. And I feel like this is something that I always struggle with. Life is going to life, as Michelle Mm -hmm. would like to say, especially in the 21st century when our schedules, I feel like, are wild. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I feel like I lived back in the 1800s, but then I remember all the things that they don't have. And then I quickly (laughs) am like, never mind, (laughs) where life was just so much simpler. So it's unrealistic to expect that our schedules are just going to always go as planned. Things are going to happen, guys, and that's going to end up throwing us off of our groove. But for most of us, once we get thrown off, we really struggle to come back to center. Yeah. And then we continue going off track because that's easier than like getting back on track. So here are two examples that may resonate with you. First, within the realm of teaching, let's say you overplan your day with lots of like quick lessons and then something unexpected happens, either like student behaviors kind of flare up. You have those constant phone calls. You know those days where it's like the office will not stop calling you. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Or maybe there's some kind of a fire drill. And then as a result, you're behind and like you're unable to get caught up. And it's almost like you're this hamster running on the wheel. You're trying to get caught up, but then you're, you just feel like you're getting further behind. Another example in more of like your personal life, let's say you're doing a great job of planning dinners because you want to eat at home more so you're not grabbing food out as much, but then you go on a trip and you come home to an empty fridge and you have to get up early for work the next day so you don't have time to go grocery shopping. 
As a result, you stop for like fast food on the way home, but then this pattern continues for the rest of the week because you usually go grocery shopping on the weekends. So you're like, I'm just gonna wait until next Sunday to go grocery shopping, but then your whole week is thrown off as a result. So Bridget, what is your best like hack for kind of overcoming this? Um, I'm gonna say to minimize your environment. And Mm. so here's what I would say, limit the amount of stuff and how much you're trying to accomplish in one day. Mm. So what I mean by like the amount of stuff is like, you know, just like objects that you have going around. If you can start to erase a lot of that, which I feel like I've been going through this journey. And although like I'm looking around my office right now and I'm like, oh my gosh, there is so much crap in this office at the moment. But the more and more we can try to minimize and decrease how much stuff we have, the easier it is to get on track. Because I think I always go back to like the whole cleaning piece, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you have so much crap, it's going to take you so much longer to like clean it up. Yeah, And so it's easier when you don't have as much stuff. And that also goes with, you know, how much, how much you're trying to accomplish in a day. And I think teaching is really a great area um, where we try to cram so much into these tiny brains in a mm-hmm. single day. And so we're constantly doing something different. Like for 15 minutes, we're going to do word study. For another 10 minutes, I'm going to have you do a vocabulary thing. And then for this 15 minutes, I'm going to have you do this. And then for this 20 minutes, I'm going to have you do this. And it's like you're putting so much information at these kids that in reality, their brains are not even able to process all that information because you only have a very small space of working memory. And so we can't like overdo it. And so if we start to limit that, I think it's a lot easier for you to get back on track. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, what about you? It's that idea of less is more. Yeah. So I think my best piece of advice is to press the reset button, obviously in like a metaphorical sense. Mm -hmm. Essentially take either a day or half a day or an hour, whatever time frame works for you. And just get your life back in order. I recently had a conversation with my powerlifting coach about this because he his schedule kind of got off and he was traveling and then he came home and he's like, okay, how do you like manage all this? He's like, you're always like traveling and going places. Like, what do you do to kind of get back on track? Cause like I'm struggling. And it was really nice to have him like reach out to me for that. Cause he helps me with so much. And it's just that cool idea of we can all learn from each other. And so I told him like, I do a reset day. So if I've been traveling and I come home that next day, I, will first of all do all my laundry. I will go grocery shopping and like get my meal prep done so that I'm all set for the week. Mm-hmm. I will force myself to go to the gym. It's always funny because I'm very much like, you know, I love the gym, but whenever my schedule gets kind of thrown off and like I come back from something, there's always that first initial day where I'm like, Ooh, I don't want to go to the gym usually because I don't feel as good. Like my body feels mm-hmm. tired. But I force myself, I'm like, just rip off the Band-Aid and go. And I will say those like reset days, they kind of suck because I'm forcing myself to do all the things I don't want to do, whether it's unpacking my suitcase or, you know, going to the gym. But I always, 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 always feel so much better and it ends up being worth it. So it's just kind of that initial like ripping off the Band-Aid. 
But we are going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, Bridget is going to kick us off with the second reason we struggle to stay consistent with our habits. Boo! (laughs) Was that supposed to scare me? Yes, but it obviously didn't work. Okay, so let's try this. October is the last month to buy our 2023-2024 digital planners. Okay, yeah, that was way scarier. You should have started with that. But hopefully everyone listening got the message. If you want to grab the school year digital planners that run from July of 2023 to June of 2024, this is your last chance. Head over to teachingonthedouble.com forward slash store to grab one today before they disappear for good at the end of October. (laughs) In my head, I pictured you saying that while holding a flashlight under your chin to make it extra spooky. Now that's a scary image. (laughs) But before we scare away all our listeners, let's head back to the episode. Okay, so... I want you to think about if this is you. We're always wondering if there is something better that's out there. Goes <laughs> How many back of to what you I was like, saying. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Listen, we have all had that whole like the grass is greener on the other side type of syndrome, right? We are constantly getting new planners because we think that there is something out there that's better and that in reality, once we do that, we aren't really using the planner consistently. It's like the, what are they? It's like a user error type situation, yeah. <laughs> right? So we constantly change diets, especially once it starts to get like really, really hard um, because we think that it has to be, there has to be a better diet out there that's going to be easier for you to stick to. So it's that idea of we're always looking for something that is better, that is going to be an easier fix for us. Yeah. And as you made a good point, it's when things get hard. That's usually when we kind of jump ship because it's easier to just start something new and kind of have that initial like easy phase as opposed to sticking with something that has gotten difficult. Ultimately, we want those like quick hits. I guess it's like a drug reference. I don't know. It is. But it, it, okay. Absolutely a quick <laughs> okay. hit. You are looking for a hit. You're okay. you're going for it. You can tell how uneducated I am in that realm. But it's this <laughs> like dopamine release that kind of keeps us going. But then what happens is over time, when things get hard, those quick hits are not hitting quite as hard. Like you're not getting the same amount of dopamine released. And so you just search for like the next quick hit that you can get because it's easy. But in reality, it's when things get hard that those results actually come. So my little reminder or like hack for this is telling myself I'm going to choose hard now so that it can be easy later. And I've really leaned into this idea of like delayed gratification Mm -hmm. to the point where even with simple things. So at the gym, if I'm loading plates onto the bar, I will load the side that is furthest away from me first because I tell myself, okay, you're going to you know, carry this heavy weight the further distance first. So then the second one that you do, it's shorter and it's easier. A good analogy for this is let's imagine you're at like a conference, like a PD type of thing, and you walk out of the conference room and you have to go to the bathroom and you have two options. Okay. You've walked right out into like a stairwell. You can either go upstairs to use the bathroom or you can go downstairs to use the bathroom. Mm. Which one are you choosing? 
Upstairs. Okay. Why? <laughs> because there's probably not as many people. Okay. <laughs> that's, a, that's actually a really good point. I hadn't thought okay. about it that way. So most people would be like, oh, well, I'd rather walk downstairs. So I'm going to take the one downstairs. The issue is either way, you are going to end up going up a flight of stairs oh. and coming back down. So if you go downstairs first, you're doing the easy part first, but then you're going to have to come upstairs after. If you choose to go upstairs first, it's going to be coming down after you've used the bathroom. Now, if you really have to go to the bathroom, maybe you're choosing downstairs so you can like run. Right. Regardless, it's that idea of doing what's hard first so that it can be easier later on. (laughs) This is where like my antisocial self is like, where can I go? That's not going to have as many people. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, So what I would end up saying to myself um, is to go back to the basics rather than to what is hot and brand new. And when Michelle was talking about like having the quick hit, education is just a perfect example of how they are just always looking for the next quick hit. Mm -hmm. What is going to be the next curriculum, core program, resources that are going to help to fix our kids so that we can get those test scores up immediately? It's a quick fix, quick hit. So I like to tell myself to go back to the basics rather than really like lean into, oh, this is brand new and it's fun and it's shiny and it's exciting. Because when we go back into those basics, we're really going back to those foundational pieces that we know are going to work. Okay. These are the things that it's like, it's simple. It's basic. It's not fun. It's not a hoot nanny, but (laughs) at the same time, it's really going to give me the results that I want. And so as a teacher, when you're feeling as though you're doing things and you're like, wait a second, you know, there's has to be something better, easier, funner, all of that funner is not a word, (laughs) more fun (laughs) that's out there. Um, you have to kind of remind yourself, go back to those basics because those are going to be the foundational pieces that are going to work and help you move forward. So moving on to the third, and I was going to say final reason. It's not really the final reason. We're not consistent. It's just one of many. But the third kind of most common thing that we have seen, especially amongst teachers, is that we let our habits transform over time, which is a really nice way of saying we get lazy. So here's what happens. And let us know if this sounds familiar. You will tell yourself that just this once, you aren't going to follow all of the steps. You're going to like take shortcuts, if you will. So for example, if you usually do like a classroom reset on Fridays where you maybe replenish supplies, you get your copies laid out, but this Friday you're tired. And so you only choose to do half of the things you usually do. You kind of do the most important ones and you let the other ones slide. Well, the problem becomes since that was acceptable once, it then becomes acceptable again in the future. And especially if there weren't any major consequences, for example, like you start taking kind of that easy way out, but it doesn't harm you. So then you tell yourself, well, I'm going to keep doing the easy way. Like, why wasn't I doing this before? So maybe all your Monday lessons went completely fine. So then when next Friday rolls around, you're like, oh, I'm going to skip those same steps because it didn't really, it didn't affect anything. Yeah. And so over time, these like small deviations completely set you guys off course, right? It's the idea that if an airplane is just 1% off course at the start of a trip, it's going to end up somewhere completely different than the original destination after traveling thousands of miles. So here's a really good 
example of this. Before you know it, your Friday routine, right? Guys, we all have that Friday routine. It's good. Has transformed from you clearing your desk, picking up around the classroom, replenishing supplies, all these things to you just grabbing your bag and leaving as soon as your kids leave, which there is like nothing wrong with that. We have all been there, done that. But you are no longer making sure that you have all of your copies ready or setting up your classroom for success for the next week. And just to clarify, it's okay to have some weeks where you can't do the routine perfectly. I know personally, I like to clean my house every single Friday. However, there are some Fridays where I'm traveling and I'm out of town and I'm not able to clean it or I have something scheduled in the afternoon. So I have to do like what I call a quick clean. Mm -hmm. Remember that 1% is going to beat 0%. It's still better to do what you can even if you can't do it all. But also keep in mind that you had that original routine for a reason and you need to return to it as soon as possible, which you can kind of go back to that reset example from earlier in the podcast. So Bridget, what is your final piece of advice for yeah, this? I, and this sounds so cheesy, but guys, I remember my why. I have to always keep my why in front of me because it because it is my end goal. It is the outcome. It is what I'm working towards. And so if I'm always remembering my why, then it pushes me to make sure that I'm doing the things that I need to do. So if I tell myself, you know what? My why is that at the end of the day, I want to be able to cook a really good meal for my kids. I want to spend time with them. I want to play games with them. I want to spend time outside. I want to do some of the hobbies and crafts and things that I really, really love. That's why I'm going to lock myself in this in my office and I'm going to really focus on this task. So that way I can do all of those things later on. So you have to kind of keep that that why on repeat to help you push through that. Yeah, I really like that reminder. So my piece of advice would be when you can feel the laziness creeping in, because you will, be proactive in order to make it easier for you. So going back to that cleaning example, there are some Fridays where I'm like, I don't want to clean today. I just want to like enjoy my day. However, when I can feel that creeping in the night before, like Thursday night, I will start to go around the house and like do little things that will make it that much easier for me. So for example, I will go ahead and collect all of the laundry and have it in the washing machine. So all I have to do is press the start button in the morning. I will go ahead and like refill the cat's food dish. So I don't have to do that the next day. I will just start to like put things away so that it's easier in order to get started the next day. And for me, that has definitely helped it be a little bit more manageable when I feel that laziness creeping in. All right, guys. So we hope that you have enjoyed this episode and really started to look at some of the reasons and maybe if any of these reasons really resonate with you on why it's so hard to stay consistent with some of those routines and habits that you're trying to implement um, for yourself. We would love for you to take some time out and check out the website. Um, we have a lot of great things that are there. You can also look at the TSH section and submit your time-sucking hurdle right now. We use that to help plan some of our future 
future episodes, and you can be featured right here on the podcast. We would also love for you to subscribe to the podcast and notify so that you can get notified when we drop a new episode, which is on Thursday mornings. And we would love, love, love if you would take some time to leave us a review over on iTunes. It really does help us get into the ears of so many other teachers out there. And guys, we just love hearing from you. So it's such a great way for you to be able to connect with us so that we don't feel like we're just sitting here and talking to ourselves. (laughs) So until next time, be timely, stay organized and be productive. Bye-bye. See ya.